Welcome to the Makeshift Podcast, hosted by Chris Powell from Full Steam Designs and myself, Corey Stanley from Odyssey CNC. And this week we have Dean DePlantis. What's up, Dean? So I guess it's heir and a spare is how it works. So Austin's you know the king to be named. Christy's a spare, and I don't know what I am, just the trash at the end of the podcast trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know y'all are going to try to pull off Save the Best for Last bullshit, but... Nah, episode three is always the worst. Oh, yeah, we don't even yeah. think people are going to listen to this. Alien so. three. Especially not after last week's. I, I mean, yeah. I almost swerved off into traffic listening to that. <laughs> I'll have you know, we got a lot of good feedback about last week's episode. Actually. I know, she was so nervous, and my wife's also an accountant, and she hates when I listen to Maker Podcasts in the car. But I was listening to it, and she was like, oh, Christy's making some really good points. And I was nice. like, well, I'm glad it makes sense to an accountant, because I don't know that, what's going on. That yeah. was kind of that was kind of like the stuff I got that, wow, she really knows what she's talking about. And she's really, you know, good at sticking to those points that, you know, people need to be focusing on or whatever. I was like, all right, well, I, I mean, just, we all know, I, th- I think we all know we got to do that stuff, but. Good to hear. I just constantly ask my wife, what's a write-off? And then she starts explaining <laughs> it to me. I'm like, no, that's not what I want to hear. Like, I want to hear it's free somehow. Yeah, it's You're it's not free. explaining this to me the right way. Yeah. You're oh, saying man. money's real. I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> that's why I just let her handle everything. And I was like, you're going to let me know when I need to spend money, right? And she's like, yeah, I'll let you know. Don't worry. So, Yeah, y'all caught right. me at a good time. Uh, Wednesday is usually a trivia night, but we've been taking a break in September. So I was free this Wednesday. And mm. uh I'm starting to have a, a nervous breakdown because my maker swap items nowhere near oh, done, and I just realized we're a month out. What's we have the, to make, talk what's about the maker swap? <laughs> I don't think we have to. Are we? I think are other podcasts are definitely covering that. But, um, <laughs> I'm a. Uh, I'm like shit. I got to record a podcast tonight. I got to record a podcast tomorrow. Don't talk to me Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to be on the sewing machine the whole day. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to sweat that too because. I don't even I, I don't know when I started last year's, but I'm getting like memories. Oh, the from last it. minute. Now you still. <laughs> well, that's what I assumed. Like, point, there's no so. way that these memories are like right on my whatever Facebook or whatever it is, because it's, it's showing that I'm done. I'm like, no, <laughs> no I was nah. done like the weekend before. <laughs> I've got two strong fallbacks and one that I can just make a bunch of stamps. So I could batch out like five stamps and, and just put them in a box like a sold. Thanks for your purchase made locally and then have a coupon like, hey, email me and I'm going to send you a custom stamp. And that's an easy fallback. I can knock that out in a few hours. The other one is pretty good one, my, my thing is modify everything. So I'm thinking about just going buy some shit at Harbor Freight and like stitch it all together. And, you know, here's some amalgamation of uh, a bunch of stuff I put together. So That'd I've got cool. two fallbacks if my plan doesn't work out. Hmm. My problem is I don't have like a thing, you know, like you've got stamps, Christie's right. got like leather type stuff. And then, you know, Austin has his pens. Like I don't have a thing. You, you, know, you I need, just do a little bit of everything and like, I don't need, do any of that's it. What well. you, need. you need a hodgepodge of all the things you've done over your time as a maker on one little thing. Like it's gotta be like a, a flag with like fidget spinners, like milled into it. And then, uh, like some, some metal, blacksmithing something smushed into it mm. just make yeah, it i'd say ridiculous. this is hard it's like picking out christmas gifts for your family you know and they already have all this shit um, <laughs> so what you either do is you do what makes you the most unique and so i would say woodworking's the easiest to get into so stay away from that and blacksmithing's probably the hardest so anything metal is probably unique and special to 80 percent of the people contributing in the, in the deal uh, mm-hmm. And then the other one is if you just feel really comfortable with your output of something. Because if you try to do, mm-hmm. 
you know, oh, I've got a great idea and it's the first time I'm ever doing it, you're never going to be happy with it. You need to do something yeah. that you've done two or three times already. Yeah. I almost thought about like a little like blacksmithing kit. Yeah. You now like a beginner's kit would be kind of cool. Maybe come up with something like that. But I don't know. We'll see. Just I, re- it, I really got to focus did somebody on make it. A, did somebody make a tiny anvil last time? Because you made a tiny tiny anvil, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I think um, actually uh, Gnome Hammer is making uh, one this time. Oh, okay. Around. What if you just 3D printed like some uh, spacers or, or, you know, some kind of measuring gauges or, or something like that? That'd be easy. Hmm. <laughs> How about a flip book of every Instagram post you've made over the last 360 <laughs> oh, days? It'd be like go. a coffee table book. And I'll just put my signature on every single page. <laughs> yeah. It'll it's actually... 850 pages long. <laughs> it might be worth money. 850. I have way more. It's 365 times seven. Yeah. It's a thousand page book. It's just a year's worth of posts. I just got the. Do I? uh, Come on. I don't post seven times a day. I mean, maybe four sometimes. Well, you've got to post one picture of you setting up, one picture of you taking everything down, and then there's one picture where it works out and one picture where you're in progress. It's probably five, not seven. That's fair. Yeah. Hey, listen. Gary V, he told me, document, don't create. That's, I'm just following him. You listen no. to him, Dean? No. I didn't no. think so. <laughs> Do I need, uh, can we talk about, I sent you a picture earlier this week. Can I mention that? You sent me a picture? Yeah, about coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah. I Gosh, think that would I'm be terrible. Neat, uh, especially because be cool. you've already, and you go beyond coffee. So I'm in the elevator and I see a, a story that, Scientists in Australia have found adding used coffee grinds to cement uh, makes it 30% stronger. And my immediate mm. thought was Chris has a month's worth of content of just adding different things to cement. Oh, I'm like, yeah. all right, today we're going to do banana peels and okay. see. And then you <laughs> do like top gear and look, you do like top gear and you make a board where yeah. or, and you list out which ones tested stronger with your little meter and mm. you move them up and down. And then at the end of the month, you go, we found that adding this trash element to cement makes dry pour cement stronger <laughs> and do rebar is the last one because <laughs> yeah. everybody's going to say I should have added rebar anyway. So. Oh yeah. I would do like different gauges of metal. You could do a lot. You can have a whole page just on dry pour cement projects. Oh, you definitely could. Yeah. And do like paper very clips. twisty straws. Be like people yeah. said to use oh, rebar yeah, and twisty straws. straws are pretty close. I think. Oh yeah. The twisty ones. Actually, <laughs> that might be something I could see that working out well. I forget who it might have been Austin that said it. If I'd ever do one where I put rebar in, I need to like chuck them like a spear across my yard <laughs> yeah. and just be like sailing them into the concrete. Casually yeah. distributed rebar. Yeah. I, I think I told you to cut them all up into like little bits. Yeah. Scatter them in there. Yeah. You could do one with like sprinkles or glitter. I mean, you could go all over the place. And then you do it for a month, a series, you know, maybe two a week or three a week. And then you have a board where you rank them. And at the end of the month, you've got which ones, uh, how, who beats adding coffee grinds. Yeah. And then the next month you do percentages this today, we're doing 10% coffee. The end of the month, we're gonna do 90% coffee. See which one holds up the best. <laughs> your garbage man is going to be furious. Cause he's like, where's all this fucking junk cement coming from? In your garbage can? People asked what I was doing with it. And I was like, I'm just breaking it up and throwing it in the trash can. I mean, <laughs> it's, only, it's only 50 pounds. Well, a hundred pounds at a time. I mean, whatever austin said the arm might not be able to lift it but so far uh the company hasn't said anything so 
like when uh, people change their brakes at home and they swap rotors and they throw four rotors in the garbage can. <laughs> Just like, breaks oh, through the man. bottom. Oh, yeah. Your whole garbage oh, can is about to get fucked. <laughs> yeah well i just got a new trash company because the other one was charging like a ridiculous amount and they were like never showing up like it would go days without I ever coming to get the trash. <laughs> yeah well <laughs> but like they would just take anything like i would load that thing up i would be like pushing it down the driveway i'm like man if i let go of this if i flip this over like there's no way i can pick it up like, catapults you heavy. Ah. yeah <laughs> so I switched to a new company and then I was worried about it because I was like, man, they might not like all this weight, but I don't know. So far they haven't said anything. So all right, hopefully they don't listen or they're not patrons. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they are, but now I'm doing this bathroom remodel mm. and, uh, which was supposed to just be a toilet swap. There is a toilet in my trash can and a bunch of drywall and tile and other stuff. But Isn't it funny how bathroom remodels always have stories that go with them? Oh, yeah. I don't know anyone who's done a bathroom remodel and it was just in and out. Everything no, no. went in like it was supposed to. No problems. No. Mm. I mean, I didn't set out to do a bathroom remodel, though. That's the problem. I set out to swap out a toilet that had a crack tank on it. And then you fell through the floor. Yep. Yeah. If you would have just epoxied the crack. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. That's what I was say. Chad nailed it. Just put epoxy on there. Yep. Everybody he, he saved shit. a whole remodel. Yeah, everybody talks <laughs> shit about Chad. But here I am, literally waist deep in my bathroom, remodeling the whole thing. I ripped the I ripped the shower out today. So I was like, well, I mean, fuck it. I'm, I'm doing everything here. else. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, what what's a you know, new shower surround and all that crap. And you could have slapped some, all the uh, tile up on the top and could have slapped some flex seal tape on that crack and called it a day. Oh yeah. Done so infomercial. That's, that's what I did uh, to my bathtub here at the apartment. Was it a crack? And I was like, oh, I can report this, and they can come in and gut my whole bathroom out and be here for like a month. I was like, or I can slap a little patch of flex seal on there, and <laughs> they can bill me when I move out. <laughs> like, did you put a care. sign on the door? You know, bathroom not safe for Taco Bell usage? Or <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Should though. There, I found a little. Somebody put their signature. Uh, Donald was here in O two. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I, now I got to put something in the wall. My my first thing was to put, or my first idea was to put like a skeleton arm. Yeah, or something Halloween in there. decorations. Something yeah. Fun, then, uh, yeah. Somebody else told me I should put. Uh, uh, we've been trying to reach you about your uh, <laughs> car's extended car. warranty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I was like, man, by the time they find this, they might be like, "What the fuck's a car?" Oh, that's what they yeah. drove like thirty years ago. Hopefully, we'll be flying by then. My wife is deftly afraid of roaches. And mm. when you pull those toilets up, there's, you mm. know, every little bug finds every way to get into every crevice of anything. Mm-hmm. And I remember when <laughs> I had her lean the toilet up, so that, like lean it back so I could get under it and pick it up. And when she leaned it back and roaches started coming out, she oh, took God. off screaming oh, out of the bathroom. And so we went back in and she was like all shielded up with a shop vac. And as they run, she was sucking them up. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was hilarious. She's like in the tub thinking they couldn't get her for some reason. With the, the shop vac. It was awesome. It's awesome. They're so bad here. They don't call them cockroaches. They call them palmetto bugs. Like that oh, makes yeah. it okay. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a cockroach and they're still disgusting. Like, but, uh, so where's the where's the palmetto come from? What's the, what is that? Well, we have like like that's our palm tree is like oh. flag is 
you know, the Palmetto. Okay. Say, are you in South That's, Carolina? Yeah. Because I know, like, Palmetto State Armory is over there by you. Right, but I didn't, which I didn't is know. South Carolina, yeah. Right. Yeah, known as a Palmetto State. Yeah. Yep. That's, huh. that's our thing. We just have big oak trees. And my wife will get convinced of something like, oh, the roaches live in these rocks. And then that's a weekend project, <laughs> just picking up all the rocks and moving them away from the house. <laughs> roaches live in monkey grass. We have to hand pull all that monkey grass. <laughs> right, whatever, whatever you think. <laughs> and then I'm just throwing like handfuls of roach traps in the attic. Like, please, if you know what's good for you, stay up here. Do not come down in the house. <laughs> ripping out the drywall next. That's what you should yeah. tell her. When you're ready to do something, you need to be like, you know, the roaches live in this. The roaches live in the car. I think we need a new one. New car, yeah. Do you got Maybe. a bunch of those creepy uh, centipedes out there, Chris? That was like all mm-hmm. over every Virginia apartment I was in. It was those like long fucking big ass centipedes. They're like green. Mm-mm. No, uh, we, don't, we don't have them. Huh. We did have some weird... I don't know what the hell it was. It was this fuzzy... I guess it was a caterpillar, but it was like... That's a centipede. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it was like fuzzy, and I think it was something that you're not supposed to touch because they're like, like they prick Prickly. you or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And uh, have, you know, poison or, or whatever black? it is. No, it was like yellowish white. Okay. Yeah. Like, right. it was fucking weird. It was on the tire of my Model A, and uh, I almost had to burn the car down. I would say now you have a flat tire. Caterpillars seem like much more of a problem when I was growing up than they are now. <laughs> I don't know the last time I saw a caterpillar, and I feel like I was constantly being stung by caterpillars when I was a kid. Stung by them? I, I've never oh, gotten yeah. stung yeah. by yeah. them. But oh, my God. Huh. I hear you, you. they do that. I I went, one do time, that. I went to the bathroom, and when I pulled my shorts down, one was on my shorts <laughs> and stung me on the inside of the thigh. And as a teenager, that's you know, it's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know, if, you know was the swelling ever going to go down, and were the women going to complain about it? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, boy. We had the big, like in New York, there were the things that would, they made like, I don't know, they looked like webs almost up in the trees. I remember that being a big thing. Yeah, it was some kind of caterpillar. And it was like, but it was like an invasive species that was, you know, killing all the trees and whatever. I forget what they were, but. Oh, yeah. And they kill all the maple trees. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. We have these uh, banana spiders, but they're golden orb web weavers. Mm. And so it's this Mm. spider that's like the size of your hand. Yeah. And uh, they're black and yellow and they make these giant. Are they really that big? They're they're fucking huge. You got Trump hands. (laughs) Marco Rubio hands. They're at least that big. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. We'll stop it there. You uh, whenever you reached out. You would say that, you know, when I was on Keith's podcast, we were kind of talking about um, growing up and mm. just the history of things. And you had mentioned uh, maybe just talking about some of the experiences growing up as a youth that uh, we think related back to making some of the toys mm-hmm. of our youth. And so I'm 41. How old are you, Chris? 38. And how old are you, Corey? 33. OK, so I was curious about that because there's a difference there. I mean, mm. <laughs> so I'm I'm eight years older. You were getting G.I. Joe's and yeah, I was stopping on the back road in my truck with my girlfriend. So it'll, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how the toys change. And I even think I'm old enough that the, the things that I was coming in contact with are probably a little different than you, Chris. Mm. And I'm, I'm kind of curious, too, because video games came around like there in the late 80s, you know, Nintendo, mm. late 80s, early 90s. And once that happened, I don't know how much tangible toys 
really impacted growing up. Hmm. And so I, I had some categories here. I thought we'd talk about, <clears throat> and then knowing that you're into cars, Chris, I thought we'd start off with uh, Hot Wheels, man. Mm-hmm. What, what are you guys, Hot Wheels guys or Mike, uh, Matchbox guys? So I had a little of both, and I actually had a bunch of the old ones that were my uncles. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had like, God, what was that one with the twin engines? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was yeah. real famous. Like I had the original one of that. They made like a life-size that. version of that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one. yeah. Um, I, I had a lot of those older ones that came with the metal coin. Mm-hmm. I th- for those Hot Wheels or Matchbox? I think those were Hot Wheels. I just remember that there were some, they used to be like made here or Singapore, mm. and then they were made in like Indonesia, like or Malaysia. There was a thing like you want them made in a certain place because these, those were metal bases with metal mm-hmm. wheels and just metal bodies and everything. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Corey? Uh, I think mostly Hot Wheels. Yeah. I always liked Hot Wheels, and I'll tell you why. I always liked, um, I like the ones that look like real cars. Mm. I never really got into the ones that were, and it was Hot Wheels that would go above and beyond with the oversized. Components. Oh yeah, there's some crazy looking ones. But I always liked the ones that looked like real cars. I grew up in a small town in in South Louisiana. I mean, I never saw a Ferrari. Um, you know, I never saw any of these cars that I knew existed. And then, but to have the little Hot Wheels, and I could build it out. My uh, grandfather had a car dealership uh, when I was young. They sold it when I was young, young. But cars were always a big thing in the family. And yeah, I had a ton of Hot Wheels growing up. I still probably have about 150 Hot Wheels. Hmm. So what about uh, Micro Machines? Okay, good oh, man. Yeah. That was on here too. So I, I was going to go into Micro Machines. I have, so I've got a, uh, an 80s Porsche, and people mm-hmm. will send me toys if they find 80s Porsche toys. Mm-hmm. And so on my desk at work, I have the red Porsche 911 cool. Micro Machine nice. that somebody sent me. So... The one I always remember was the distributor cap. Did you have that? That it like held a bunch of them, huh? Yeah, it opened up. It was like a small block Chevy distributor cap. I don't remember how many points it actually had on it. But, you know, it, it had like all those features. And then it opened up and was a garage on the inside. Yeah. That's the one I always remember. So nice. I had a fancy cousin that had all the fancy stuff. <laughs> so I would just go over to his house and he'd have stuff like that. Mm. Were micro machines still a thing, Corey? For you? Oh yeah, yeah. I had a. Uh, I feel like it was like a van. It was like a van or an RV. Oh yeah, or something. yeah. They had a van that was also yeah. like a carrying case. Yeah, that thing was awesome. Except it never went back together, right? So just like fall apart on you while you're walking with it. <laughs> <laughs> so what were the ones? There was another one that you could like pull back and wind up, but you could put a penny in the back of it and it would do tricks and stuff. Do y'all remember those? I don't remember that. So yeah. it was probably a little bigger than a micro machine, but smaller than a Hot Wheel. And you pull them back and they would just roll straight. But if you put a coin in the back, they would do like wheelies or they would go side to side. They would do all kind of crazy tricks. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at them here. I do vaguely remember that. Does it have a name? Penny Racers. Penny Racers. There you go. <laughs> um, man, I don't remember like getting them though like like buying them in a store but i I just remember them being around i don't know if i maybe i didn't have any of those but sticking with the uh automobilia theme what about tonka trucks so that was something yeah i i remember having the dump truck and Mm -hmm. you know in the maker vibe you know i remember doing projects in the backyard with (laughs) the tonka trucks and it's crazy because those are still around today Mm. the metal ones oh yeah you're saying yeah i remember messing myself up with those because they had like pinch points. sharp corners yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah yeah and you'd like 
catch one of those corners and boom, you're bleeding all over the place. They were, they were, they were rough. I even had some little monster truck. I remember that had like these jagged things on the bottom (laughs) that went down to support the axles. And man, I would just rip my hands open on those things all the time. And back then it was your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Not the toy company. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, the tetanus is your fault. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hess, you got them on your list, the Hess trucks. So that was big. I always used to get the Hess truck. Um, was that like the 18 wheelers? Well, yeah, they'd have like some sort of truck and then like it would have cars that went on it. Like there'd be like a, a F1 race car or something that went oh, with yeah, the trailer yeah, yeah. or something. Um, they had all sorts of stuff. I remember I had one that was like a police car and mm. and just tons of, a bunch of different ones. So every year, you know, that was kind of the thing like like uh, going to Hess at Christmas. And I don't I don't know if they really even do it anymore. Well, and I don't want to blow through the cars too fast or all any of the toys too fast. Um, so, I, you know, kind of bring it back to making. I remember. So speaking of those kind of trucks, my dad had gas stations. And when mm. Days of Thunder came out, mm. they got all the race cars, you know, Hot Wheels or whatever, mm. and the trucks, the transport trucks. And we would build tracks to race the cars. And I wish now uh, I like I'll go and watch YouTube with my nieces and we'll bet money on the Hot Wheel races down the, the tracks. There's a mm. Hot Wheel race channel or the ones where they put them all on the treadmill and turn treadmill on. Oh, I wish yeah. that's like I never would have thought of that growing up. That's one thing about YouTube is you see all these uh, <laughs> interesting ideas that you don't have to think up on your own. Yeah. But I used to love building tracks and courses for all the different cars. Mm. Uh, and that was way before you had all the snap in tracks or my parents weren't buying me that. You <laughs> had to figure it out on the kitchen floor. Yeah. I do remember having one of those like snap together ones that had like a loop in it. And it had like the thing that would fire the car. Yeah. And all that stuff. yeah. yeah. What about, um, do you remember your first remote control car? Uh, I don't know if I remember the first, but I do remember quite a few of them. I had like a motorcycle one that had a guy on the back and he would move left and right. And that would like shift the, the weight bike. of it and turn it. Nice. Like it was, it was, who was the big company that was doing those? They were like Toys R Us ones, you know, it wasn't like where you'd go to like a real. Right, right. Oh, store. I never had a real store RC car. Yeah, but it was like the Toys R Us one where they were, you know, 40 or 30 or whatever bucks, which was still a lot at that time. I definitely had remote control cars and they were all really basic, but I'll tell you a little older. The one that blew my mind was my first remote control helicopter. Oh, yeah. And all you had was a throttle to go up and down. And then there was a trigger that you would hold, hold would fly straight. And if you let it go, it would make a slow right hand turn. So you could control up, down. And if it was going straight or turning right. And Mm -hmm. I loved that thing because it was so slow. You could fly it in the house Mm -hmm. and not run into stuff. And so anytime, you know, as they got better, you'd go outside with them because they were too fast and they couldn't handle the wind or the weather. But this one, man, I, I had two or three of them. It was right before I went to college and I used to love flying those things through the house. It was so awesome to me going. Okay. So going as a kid who grew up in the eighties where remote control cars were, especially what I could afford. And then knowing that there were RC planes, but like that was so far beyond my reach to seeing now just how I went to my sister's house the other day. She has a pool and I just ordered two RC boats off Amazon, got them delivered 30 bucks for two boats. <laughs> and we spent all weekend racing these boats in the pool. And I'm like, nice. I can't believe how far, you know, the attainability of the remote control vehicles has come. 
I did have a boat um, and we'd take that out to like this little pond, but it was, you know, terrible back then. Like you'd always be afraid of losing it because it would just go so far. And then you didn't know if it was definitely going to come back or what. Like sometimes you'd have to go over to the other side of the pond to get it. But <laughs> oh yeah. It, uh, yeah, we've definitely come a long way with that stuff. I never had anything that that would fly. I had a uh, I had a helicopter and I think it just had like the the trigger remote. Like it was like up or down. Like that's mm-hmm. all you had. And uh, I just remember taking that thing outside, being so excited and like flying it up. And that just like kept flying, kept flying. <laughs> the wind just took it <laughs> and it was just gone. <laughs> like I, we never found that helicopter. <laughs> One year we bought my dad off. a fancy helicopter. He was so excited and went outside, took off, wind caught it, crashed, broke the props. And I don't think he ever flew it again. I Things have gotten so fancy now. A few years ago, I bought two X-Wings that had infrared guns and you would dogfight the X-Wings. But I've got Greyhounds now and they are fast as hell (laughs) and don't like anything that's (laughs) flying around. And so you're dodging the other car and these dogs, right? So uh, (laughs) if you go too high, you run the risk risk of going over the fence of the wind. And if you go too low, those dogs are taking you out. So, Uh, But it's amazing how far cars have gone. Here's one that I never had, and I'm curious to hear how spoiled you guys were. Power Wheel. No. I got a good story about one, though. I didn't have one. No, we didn't have a Power Wheel. Uh, I think my younger brother did have a Power Wheel. The first time I went to Austin's house and I saw how many Power Wheels his kids had, (laughs) I felt bad for my younger self. (laughs) So, like I said, I didn't have one, but... I grew up in Troy, New York, which was the city, and someone's like sister had one, and it was a little pink Barbie Corvette, mm-hmm. and it didn't work. So we pushed it up to the top of this hill, which was right by Oakwood Cemetery in Troy. If anybody knows what you know, there's one guy, probably Adam. Yeah, it's uh, Adam. Uncle Sam knows <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about. So we went up to the top of this hill, and it comes down into Lansingburg which is like part of Troy and this kid sits in it and he had bike pegs that he would jam into the ground <laughs> to either turn it like, like jam it in and help hill. turn it or okay. like jam both of them in and stop. That stop. was his plan. And we were like, <laughs> great plan, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're not going to so, die at all. So we took him up to the top of this hill and he just, you know, started going down. Like, I don't know if we pushed him or what, but he comes down the hill and he is cooking. He comes around the corner and there's this minivan parked on the side of the road nice. and he's about to come under it. And I mean, if he had hit that thing dead on, it would have his wrecked him. Yeah, <laughs> it would have wrecked him. And he jammed that bike peg into the ground, kicked it sideways and hit the thing sideways. And like the whole van, like <laughs> lifted up, like he hit it hard. And, and and he was fine. Like, that was it. And we were all like, we're not doing that again. But it was awesome. It was nice. it was like the coolest thing ever. I'll never Did forget the, that. The van owner asked him for his proof of insurance? <laughs> <laughs> no. Fortunately, they didn't come out. Unfortunately, it didn't have an alarm on it that went off. So, Well, I had a few. So I had a younger sister. And I, I had a few girl toys on here. I'm not saying these were mine necessarily. Just curious. Y'all's interaction oven. with them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was thinking about a few. I remember she had My Little Ponies and, you know, in, in like the Maker Realm, like I remember they had 
like stickers or they would change colors. Or she would fix their hair. And it was just it's something I remember from being young, a, a creative outlet. Did either of y'all have sisters? Mm-mm. Yeah, I have an older sister. Older sister. That's why I got the Easy Bake Oven and melted all my army men oh, in let, it. Okay, well then let's talk about that one. <laughs> so you want to talk about another toy that I was like, what is this? My sister's four years younger than me, and that was enough gap that I'm like, wait, they give kids ovens? Like she can make brownies <laughs> in her room? What is going on? I was given like a bag of rocks. How is she making brownies? And so they had the Easy Bake Oven, and then they had the, I think it was like the Creepy Crawly Creepy oven Crawlers. Yeah. Mm, I, and I had that. Yeah. Who the hell thought it was a good idea to give kids chemicals and heat? Dude, and it was like <laughs> these metal trays. It was yeah. like pot metal trays, and you would pour this whatever goop. concoction, yeah, goop into them goop. in different colors. Like there was, you know, pink and blue and green and all this stuff, and you'd pour it into different parts of like a scorpion. Yeah, mold, I remember basically. there was like a spider and a worm, scorpion, yeah. and, and bake it. You would put that in and it would be breathe all the fumes in and then have this smoking hot metal tray that they expected you to pull out. They gave you the little thing that (laughs) would grab the tray and you could pull it out and you were supposed to like set it off to the side until it cooled, which, uh, you know, I don't think ever happened. (laughs) And I remember it would ding just like the the easy easy bake oven. oven. Yeah. Yeah. It was the easy bake oven for boys, basically. And it made just disgusting things. <laughs> Both of those. At least you came out with a toy, but I'm like, now as a safety professional, I'm like, one, you've got the burn hazard, but two, mm. what kind of fumes are coming off this concoction? <laughs> oh, right. Knows? These kids, you know, they wonder what's wrong with America today. It was creepy crawler ovens. That's what's Probably. wrong with America. Yeah. I Can't mean, but do you remember all the commercials? Do you remember all the candies we used to have? Like cigarettes? Oh, Candy yeah. Cigarettes were the best. They yeah. They were the best. Those were good, yeah, and uh, actually, they were the worst. They like they weren't yeah. good, but they were just. It was the just best. like chalk candy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was but so it was cool. fun to pretend like you were your oh, dad. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. There's also <laughs> now a, a lot of guys that smoke because of those. <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna work on your neighbor's power wheel. You had to put that candy cigarette hanging off your lip. That's right. <laughs> Goddamn boy, I know what the problem is. That's what my dad says. He yells at me for. I gotta hold the yeah. flashlight. Right. Said, hold that damn flashlight <laughs> <laughs> before I drop my candy cigarette. <laughs> one oh, other one my man. sister had that I remember was a uh, Teddy Ruxpin. Did y'all either of y'all? Yeah, have yeah. That? that was the one that could play like videos, cassette right? Tapes. No, you put cassette tape in it. Okay, and it would. It was supposed to read along to a story. So you had like mm. a storybook. Mm. You put a cassette in, and the bear would read you the story. But all anyone ever did was put music tapes in it, and then you know Teddy Ruxpin singing, yeah, Megadeth or Nirvana, <laughs> or whatever you had at the time. That's awesome. See, yeah, I did have that, but I also had one that like had a projector in it, and it would like either play videos or maybe you just put like remember the little thing that you had that that had like the oh yeah, I know it the had, audio like, format. Oh. They're really knowing what you're talking about. Yeah, it was it was like the goggles you look through. And yeah, like, yeah, like the, the picture film. slide thing. Yeah, it had this. What are those? Things? Yeah, slides, and you'd click the button, and it would progress to the next slide. Right. It was round and had like multiple slides on one one cartridge. Yeah, one basically. disc. Or whatever. I love yeah. stuff like this because someone's in their car right now screaming. Screaming. The oh yeah. I think I had a Mickey Mouse one. Like I had Mickey Mouse ears or something See, like but that. But I swear I had like a bear that could do that too. Hmm. Maybe so. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what y'all had over there in fancy New York land. Mm. Another yeah. uh, boy version of a girl object. So 
Cabbage Patch Kids spawned Garbage mm-hmm. Pail Kids. Mm-hmm. Did you have any of those cards? Uh, my cousin had multiple complete sets yeah. of those. As a young boy, young Dean did not understand the appeal of playing cards with kids with their heads missing. <laughs> the names I mean, were the sadistic. best. They were. And the names were clever and the graphics were clever. And I'll, I'll tell you, this was something I had told you know, my two that I always wanted to do. I wanted to come out with a maker line of stickers that was kind of garbage pail inspired. And so you would have like all these safety tropes, you know, eye protection, gloves, hearing protection, but it would, it would be like this really grotesque thing, like (laughs) eye protection required. And there's like a board through somebody's face or something just like over the top where like glasses Mm. wouldn't have even helped this situation. So kind of like a garbage pail inspired bird. And I was like, I can get on Fiverr and get some guy in India to make all this stuff. (laughs) And then, um, just get a bunch of stickers printed out. So, so just to name some of them, there was Leaky Lindsay, who had snot coming out of her nose and her. like like so much of it that she's holding it in her hands. There was Armpit Brit, who had armpit hair. Uh, Adam Bomb had the uh, like bomb. I remember he was on the package for it. Hard Shelly, he had a taco head. <laughs> there were some good ones. They were uh, I remember there was one that pretty her, sharp. Her head was like a cake and there was like a piece of her head cut out. I'm <laughs> like, what are they even trying to tell us as children with this? Yeah. That was tops. The same people that did baseball cards. Either you guys have card collections growing up. So like, I didn't really, do it, but not really. I didn't really do baseball cards. I had some of them. My dad was really into baseball cards, but I had like the Marvel, like mm, okay. Spider-Man as Man, what there was this TV show reboot. Mm. I had like the whole section. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that was before his time. Um, gosh, what else? Come on, man, that can't trip you up that much. I'm just trying to think. I had a bunch of cards. Well, look, I I had a ton of baseball cards, and I had the binder, you know, and you'd have all the different. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to complete the sets. So you've got gaps yeah. and all that. And in 1992, Hurricane Andrew came through my hometown and I had a bunk bed. I put my baseball card collection on the top bunk of my bed with uh, ponchos wrapped around them to make sure they were safe. And I remember every single thing in my sister's room was destroyed because a tornado came through our house. Hmm. Everything in my sister's room was destroyed and my baseball cards were safe. <laughs> I felt like I felt like such a, like just such a victory that I saved my baseball card. <laughs> That's awesome. And now I couldn't even tell you where they're at. Like, care less i could tell you right where mine are because they're in one of these little doors right next to me here i just saw them the other day that's actually what made me think of this because i found a uh slammer Mm. okay yeah i was gonna ask about pogs yeah so i have a 24 karat gold plated uh mortal Kombat one in the package still it's the slammer so i had this tool or this this toy that you would they had like this hard like thicker cardboard that was like a sticky on sticky on one side and then on the other side it said like official pog and you would take like a magazine or whatever you wanted and stick it to the other side and then it had this machine where you would push down on it like you'd put that that paper in you'd push down on it and it would spin 
with these like three blades and it would cut you a pog. Nice. So you, it was like a pog maker kit, basically. Huh. I don't, I know, I remember pogs, but I never really got into it. What was the deal? Like you, you hit each other's. I don't even, yeah, you would just, you yeah, would you like the slam them. Yeah. And however many flipped over, you got. And you were like taking other kids' I, pogs. And yeah. But I, I think it was more about collecting basically. the different pogs more than oh, yeah. actually mm-hmm. playing the game. Just showing them like off. So it was like right time. before Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember mm-hmm. the saw blade ones? Those were the, those were like the cool ones. They were like the edge was cut out like a saw blade. Nice. See, we were all destined to have saw See, blade is, logos. This is your because uh, of Pog Maker Swap item. Yeah. You got to make a, a complete I think you Pog should make set. A bunch of Pogs. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll it. either go over awesome because I'll get like somebody our age, or I'll get somebody <laughs> that's like twenty and they'll, they'll be, be like, like what, the "What the fuck is this?" Just tell me it's Pokemon. <laughs> it's like pokemon for older people you could go around while you're up there collecting stickers from people and make pogs with all their stickers oh, dude that'd be great that would be great i should make pogs to hand out you gotta get that, that be my thing that pog maker tool and just yeah. tear up their stickers as soon as they give it to you oh thanks <laughs> no like it's off center and it's a four inch sticker but like hey that's not what the pog is man yeah it's still official it says it on the back you have blanks for all that? Yeah, it like the 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 they would give you like a it was like a thick cardboard and it said yeah. like official pog so it would make saying, it like, like the, something you, you could actually still? use. Now, nah, I don't know where that is. I wish I did. Festool but, might make some. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so on the more basic toys, did you guys ever collect the green army men? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if I collected them. I had a shit ton of them, but I had a shit ton of them. So I had a four by four piece of plywood that would slide under my bed that I had an entire battleground nice. painted or, or designed on mm-hmm. or whatever. And I had thousands of those green army men and would just set up the board with, you know, different divisions and battalions and, you know, who was going to do what and then slide it under. And that would be like a week of just setting up the army and then taking it all down and doing it over again. Yep. Did you ever like modify any of them with like a lighter? No, but that would be awesome. Yeah, I, I did with an easy bake oven until they were <laughs> puddles, <laughs> and then you melted them into a uh, creepy crawly mold. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time, just breathing all that in. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's your version of the Ninja Turtles or something. Yeah, I'm gonna t- turn them into ooze. Yep. So, what about you know when I had this big board and we we do all that? The board actually started because I I had a game called Battle Masters. And it was kind of like, I don't know if it was necessarily a precursor, but it was kind of like a mainstream version of any of those modern board games. Like, I've never been into the the Warhammers and the stuff like that, but mm-hmm. those kind of games. And it had a big fold-out plastic game board, and then you had these little plastic trays that you would put knights or men-at-arms mm-hmm. on and then battle each other, flip cards to see. And it was kind of like my first introduction to that style of world and it was at a real elementary level but um, hmm. i used to love that game it just took up too much room either you guys ever get big into D or warhammer or any of that stuff so i was into <clears throat> warhammer like 40k and the original one but not for the game i just liked painting the miniatures hmm. so i had a ton of them and we there was like a big store they had like a main what because what was the 
I forget the name of that company, but they Wizards of the Coast or something. They had a store in New York City, so mm. you could go and get everything. Well, if you enjoyed that so much, have you ever thought about doing 3D printing in that kind of? Yeah, and I kind of messed around with that when I had a resin printer. Like I was trying, yeah, and I just hated that resin printer so much. Like I'm looking at it right now. I tried to sell it even, <laughs> and nobody will buy it. They're just. I, I know those things thing. have great level of detail. I just, I'm like, I don't need more liquids to spill in my shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I just finally took. Because uh, you have like the little tray that you fill with that that resin, I finally just emptied it out. Uh, <laughs> it's been sitting there for months. I'm surprised I didn't like kick the thing over, and <laughs> and I'd have to sit there with like the UV light on my carpet trying to <laughs> just harden it. <laughs> yeah. All right, maker foundational items. I'm talking the Legos, the Erector sets, the Lincoln Logs. Mm. I'll be first. I had Lincoln Logs. I never really thought they were that great. Yeah. Like I remember like, getting bored real quick with Lincoln Logs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think I. I don't know if I owned any of them, but I know any time I went to like a preschool or whatever, they always had Lincoln Logs. Like that was always mm-hmm. the go-to. Probably because no kid wanted them. And they're like, yeah, and <laughs> <Just> donate these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You they're fun for like a minute, and then you're like, all right, I made a cabin. <laughs> I mean, but like even more basic though. Did you have like blocks? Because, I mean, really, that was yeah, just like, like a building like, yeah, four yeah or, or yeah, just different shapes and whatever. And you could build like a castle or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. that looked like. And honestly, would take that over Lincoln Logs. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. I, I, I enjoyed the Lincoln Logs like I had them. Did you know that um, Yoniko, the router bit company, makes a Lincoln Log bit? Huh. Hmm. I thought about buying one because I was like, man, that'd be kind of cool. You know, That's maybe a Yoniko factoid right there. Yeah. <laughs> So I never had an erector set and I was out of Lego before the um, like all the motors and what's that line they have where it's all the technical people, Te- technique, technic yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I-, I never had any of that stuff, but I was always jealous. Like, mm. man, I-, I think I could have done something cool with an erector mm. set. I mean, yeah, you're going to be home alone and the wet bandits show up. You got to have an erector. Oh, set. yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all yeah. either y'all have those. No, yeah. I always wanted them. You know, my my buddies had them, and, but we just—I think I got uh, Legos and and Mega Blocks, and then Mega Blocks came out with this line of like all this like dragon shit. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it was like I, I remember one one year I had to have this crate. It was like a like a hope chest kind of crate that had all these fucking different sets in it, but they were all like these dragon Mega Blocks, but they had like a little crystal you'd put in there, and it would light up. Oh, you can do all kinds of stuff with that. But yeah, that one was pretty fun. So something I didn't know, maybe I just didn't remember it, was that Legos didn't used to be like a kit. It just used to be like a bunch of blocks and you just made up whatever you wanted. I I don't don't remember that, that, though. I don't know about all that. I remember Legos were just more basic. Mm-hmm. It was like, here's a truck, here's a house, mm-hmm. here's a boat. They mm-hmm. were very blocky, and it, it's what it was. Yeah. Um, I remember you got Legos in your Happy Meal at McDonald's mm-hmm. every now and then. And I remember, like, I had the, the night set, and I had yeah. um, the spaceship guy. But it wasn't themes like it is now. There was no Harry Potter, yeah. no Star oh, Wars, yeah. none of that stuff. Not when I was a kid. But no. it was definitely like, here's a house. 
I had also a pirate ship. Pirates. That was a big one. That pirate ships. Yeah. Yeah. And then you did buy blocks in mass, and then you could build whatever you wanted. Mm. But I know I was a big, big, big time Lego kid. Yeah. Um, I wasted a couple bills on Legos during COVID lockdown too. Oh yeah, they're uh, expensive now. They yeah, really I'm are. Looking at, I'm looking at about two grand on my wall yeah. right here, and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Man, so that was. I would have to go to my cousin's house to play with the good Lego sets, but he had a wall like that. Like he had the battleship and all the star Wars shit. I was like, man, this is so cool. And I'd have like the little $5 box. Like, <laughs> but like my I kids, do, Oh, the little box. Yeah. yeah I yeah. have like a couple characters yeah. and then like a little car. Yeah. Yeah. The tiniest well, little I like thing. So yeah. like we used to go to target all the time and my wife would say, Oh, I need X, Y, and Z. I'm like, all right, I'll be in the toys. And I would mm. always grab one of those just little, you know, hundred piece or whatever, and it's mm. a, it's nineteen dollars, yeah. and it's uh-huh. a Ferrari or a Porsche or whatever. I had I had a Moon Rover. Nice. Okay, I had, yeah, I had oh, yeah that those are fun. Yeah, yeah. That I bet cool. that little blue spaceship guy from those sets is probably worth some cash if you got one in good condition. Mm. Hmm. I wonder if I don't think I have any Legos. My mom has some of my old toys at the house, but I think stuff like that she gave away to like the daycare mm. or something. I um, want that oh. new. Uh, Millennium Falcon. That's oh, yeah. like, a big one. Yeah, and it's that's nine hundred dollars. Yeah, there's no way. But man, that thing is cool. So I want the Star Destroyer, which is eight hundred dollars. I haven't even like, seen that one. Yeah, can't do it. Have you yeah. seen the guy that like dropped that down the stairs right? Yeah, after that was he... the Dude Perfect guys. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, it was just a little skip thing. Uh, oh man. Oh, it would take forever to build. Honestly, I really enjoyed that. Like, so I ordered the Batmobile during COVID, and I just would put all the Batman movies on, and I started with Michael nice. Keaton. And just started building the Batmobile. And um, it was a lot of fun. I did that a few times. Hmm. Uh, I think I did, when I got Slave 1, I, I did some of the Star Wars movies. And then um, I got a UCS A-Wing. which So the U- Ultimate Collector Series is the big ones. So like that Millennium Falcon hmm. you're talking about, it's a UCS one. Oh, I see. Um, and, but they have some that are like $300, which is too much for a fucking toy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but $900 is way too much <laughs> yeah. for a toy. Unless you've got like a room... Or, yeah. you know, you can turn it into a coffee table or something. Because, like, yeah. these things just sit here, and I'm like, I could do so much more with the space, but what do I do with them? <laughs> that's, well, I, that's, oh, good. Well, no, just real quick. I saw somebody do, like, the hangar bay where they yeah. had the Millennium Falcon, and then all the people are running around. You know, I don't know. It was like Hoth or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and that's that awesome. was cool. Yeah. But I, and, it was, and it was a table. My wife would kill me. Yeah. That's the problem with Legos, though, is they're they're so awesome, and it's the one thing I I want my kids to keep doing because every year they have to have a new Lego for their birthday or, or Christmas or whatever. But I'm like two bedroom apartment right now, and I'm like I don't know where the fuck to put all these fucking Legos they keep getting because like they all four of them have birthdays in July and August. So right now I got like my kitchen counter is just Legos. <laughs> like I gotta. And I can't really build shelves here. Like at at the house, I had built like their bedroom has shelves all the way around it. And all the Legos are on there. And here I'm like, well, fuck. (laughs) You got to knock holes in the walls and put little doors. And then when you open them, it's like a little Lego scene. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chris is trying to make everyone have murder caves in their house. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be real expensive when you got to move out. Be like, sorry, sir, but we had to replace every single piece of drywall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, what kills me is like I, I had a lot of bad luck with Legos in that. Like Stepped I really on. wanted an ATAT, and so <laughs> I bought one after uh, one of the new movies came out, and it was you know the new movie version. I'm like, well, I don't want this shit. And then they came out with the old movie version, so I got so now I have two 
that were $99 each. And then they came out with a UCS one that's, you know, three feet tall. Oh, like, nice. well, that's the one I really wanted, but I've already got $200 sunk in these other ones. And I did the same thing. I bought the Millennium Falcon after the Solo movie came out. Mm. And so it's like oh, different, different colors and it's yeah, got the uh, escape pod on the front. And then I bought that. And then the next year they came out with the traditional one again in the affordable price range. And I'm like, yeah, you guys are getting too good at finding ways to make me spend more money. And so I just... <laughs> You know what happens with me is I get mad and I just stop cold turkey. And they had a deal. They released the um, most Eisley. So it's like mm, mm. a most Eisley set. It's huge. And if you ordered it on Star Wars Day, you also got Darth Vader's lightsaber as a, as a build. And I was like, oh, that I want the lightsaber. So I'm buying this. Well, when I ordered, they said that my order was after they ran out of lightsabers. So I didn't get a lightsaber. And I was pissed, and that was the last thing I ever bought from them. Hmm. I was like, I've got four or five. I know I've got the Ghostbusters mobile in there. I have most Eisley. I've got a, um, another Imperial ship, landing craft, and I've got a few other ones in the closet there. And I'm like, ah, I, maybe one day some kid will want them, or I'll sell them <laughs> on eBay. So the guys, speaking of of Moss Eisley, the guys in the cantina there that played that song that was like do 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 yeah Yeah. they like they had like the butt heads i was that for halloween one year and i made that like instrument that they had out of a uh uh like the the tube for like wrapping paper Uh uh-huh and then to make the rings around it i remember i used double-sided tape but didn't peel off the outside layer of it so it wasn't sticky so it gave like some, you know, cause that double-sided tape was pretty thick yeah. that you could get. And gosh, what else did I use? I don't know. I remember it had the tube on it and all that stuff. And I painted it black and gray and uh, that thing was pretty And you're cool. wearing this to maker camp? Uh, yeah. Yep. The whole time. <laughs> How old were you when you did that for Halloween? Oof, man, I don't remember like eight, maybe just to guess. So Halloween was another great kind of maker experience as a kid. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to remember some of my early costumes. I mean, I know mom made lots of costumes for me growing up, but we never went just straight ghost. I do remember when everyone <laughs> went like, I'm just going to wear camouflage and be an army guy. Oh, yeah. I was like at the surplus store buying, you know, East German surplus <laughs> officer hats and medals that meant nothing were in like Russian or, or something else. And when everybody else is just in camo because they don't want to get a costume. And I had like... Mm-hmm full regalia of you know other side of the berlin wall type outfits i think my earliest halloween costume was like a a barney outfit that my mom made for me and it was like purple sweatpants purple hoodie and this dinosaur head that she sewed onto it (laughs) i think it was so cool (laughs) my mom was pretty serious about it i remember she made me a spider-man one year because she'd go to like whatever the fabric store was and you could get the patterns. Mm, oh yeah. Um, she made me a green ranger who had like the gold thing around it. And then I remember she made the helmet on a balloon with paper mache. Yeah. And, and you like, it was, it was legit. That thing was around until a few years ago, but I guess it was all full of like mildew or whatever. And she ended up having to get rid of it. But best maker costumes in my life, my dad, had so many crown royal bags that he wanted someone to make him a crown royal bag costume. <laughs> so like a ba- a man sized bag out of crown royal bags, <laughs> and they were like, oh, I don't know, this is probably going to look like shit. And so what they end up doing is just making a felt 
man-sized crown roll bag. So every year I was in college, I would just go grab this crown roll bag costume. That was my costume every year. <laughs> nice. for Halloween. And then my wife, who says she's not creative, she always comes up with these awesome Halloween costumes. One year she needed something for work and she was scrambling. So we went to Goodwill and she just bought like a nice dress. And then we printed out a bunch of shipping labels on my shipping printer and just put them all over. So she was a mail order bride. Nice. <laughs> and then another time she does two great impressions. One is of an elephant and one is of Zoidberg from Futurama. And so she made a lobster costume and would just walk around going, whoop, 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 whoop. and she <laughs> nails the impression. That's awesome. So Halloween is definitely a time that uh, people get creative makery wise. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, you know what else I'll do is I'll just come back here and grab a bunch of PPE, like an apron and some safety glasses. I'm like, oh, I'm Constructor Dean. Oh, I yeah. build a Dean. Put some ketchup on you. Felix. Cut your yeah. fingers off. Yeah. Right. Oh, that'd be good. Put some blood on my fingers. Mm. Little sidebar. What's the worst injury you've had in the shop? I'll, while y'all are thinking, I stuck my left hand in my table saw. Oh, Did God. You? When was that? My wife in 2020. My wife's the cheapest person on the planet. <laughs> I had a craftsman uh, job saw that I'd had since college. And the fence was getting kind of wonky. And I was getting a little frustrated because I'm building stuff and it's not squaring up and everything. And I told her I want to get a nicer saw. And so I was going to get the cobalt, uh, not the, the Delta from Lowe's. Mm. And I was kind of between that and the rigid at Home Depot. Went look at it, and the one in, on display in my store was just shit. Mm -hmm. And so I told her, I was like, "Well, I'm in Houston. It's a big city. I'm like, we have Rocklers and Woodcrafts and saw stores." And I was like, "Let's go to Woodcraft. I want to look at this um, jet that they have. It's you know, eight hundred bucks or something." And so we go look at it. I'm like, "Okay, this is nice. This is what I'm gonna get." And she goes, "I think you should get the saw stop." And I was like, it's more than twice the price. She said, but it, it's one hospital visit and it pays for itself. I'm like, bitch, I ain't gonna stick my hand in the, what are you talking about? <laughs> but I'm like, if you're not going to say anything about me buying the saw, I'm getting it. And so I got a saw stop in 2017 and I was making a cutting board. And I tell people the story. This was literally what was going through my head. How lucky am I that I have the resources to have this nice saw and I had a push block, you know, one of those adjustable push blocks, and I have a feather board, and I have all this stuff here to keep me safe and to make sure that I can work in the most efficient way possible. And as I'm thinking this, I'm cutting strips for a glue up. I reached across the saw blade to grab what I just caught and put my hand, I put my hand in the saw. Oh, damn. The blade kicked, and I jumped up in the air. It felt like I'd slammed my hand in the door. And oh, like, yeah. Oh, my God, I just stuck my hand in the saw. And I was kind of scared to look at it. And I looked down and it was bleeding. Uh, it cut like a, like from the front to the back of my finger, like from the nail down wow. kind of. And um, it clipped me a little bit. I had to go to a neighbor's house two doors down and say, hey, man, I, I need some help. Are you squeamish? I need you to put this Band-Aid on my hand for me. I was home alone. You know mm. I mean? If I'd have cut my finger off, I'd have been in some shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, sure. yeah, he bandaged me up. And if you send saw stop the break, they can look at it and see if it's data that it was a skin contact. They'll send you a new break for free. Oh, okay. Which, yeah. I thought about keeping it to make a clock or something, but I'm like, fine, I just want a new break. And, <laughs> right. uh, I sent it to him and I sent him pictures and they said that was one of the worst cuts they had ever seen. Oh. Yeah. And, um, he must've been it, pushing hard then. Yeah. And it wasn't that bad. Well, I mean, I just went straight. Yeah. Like, no, I, I wasn't even cutting anything. I was going to yeah. grab something, reach Jesus. right through the saw, but that or a uh, new year's Eve for Christmas, I bought myself some new carving knives and I was going to make a spoon for somebody. And so I had all this green birch that I'm going to carve into a spoon mm -hmm. and I'm watching a movie and the knife slipped and oh. went straight across a finger and just took a big old chunk out. I'm like, yep, I'm not a spoon carver. I'm done. 
Yeah. So doing models as a kid, mm. I've cut myself pretty good a couple times, like with with exactos and, and shit oh, yeah, like yeah. that. And like I remember one time I cut into my thumb and it was like pulsing like i could feel it <laughs> pulsing and whatever um never had to have like stitches or anything that was that bad the worst thing i think that ever happened to me was and people are gonna hate hearing this i had uh the same vans that i wear now like just those black slip-on vans yeah and i was wearing them at uh the boat place that i used to work sea fox boats and we were making something different that w- than what we normally made. I forget what it even was, but we had these bar clamps that were like eight feet long, and one of them got hit and it fell off, and that pipe came right down on my big toe oh, and just oh, destroyed it. And I'm like <laughs> dying on the floor, and my buddy goes, "But he goes, boy, those steel-toed vans really failed you there." <laughs> <laughs> that's good timing i was like i was i was laughing and crying and it was a mess but that, I mean, that's the worst thing 90 percent of the time yeah. and whenever i made i took a craftsman toolbox and turned it into a sink for my bathroom hmm. and so i the drawers are all still functional so i cut the middle out of the top three drawers for the plumbing to to pass through mm-hmm. and so i had these you know metal 10 by 10 inch or 12 by 12 inch squares that i'd cut out the drawers and I'm walking in flip-flops and I step on one and it sticks uh, to the bottom of that flip-flop. And when I pick my foot up, it slices me across the back of the leg. Man. My wife was running. I had to lay on, I tried to walk to the bathroom and I was bleeding so bad. I just took my shirt off, tied it around my leg, laid on the ground and held my foot and waited for her to come home. I was like, I need a lot of help. Like, I don't even know what's going on or where the blood's coming from. And she was like, oh my God, I thought you were murdered. Because she comes in and it's just bloody footprints halfway to the bathroom. And then I'm laying on the floor with my hands holding. Oh my God. Yeah, that would suck. So back to kids. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, the Nerf stuff too. Oh yeah. Nerf balls, koosh balls, Nerf guns. The one I remember, we had the bow and arrow. And so it was a Nerf arrow and you'd pull it back and let it go air fire. But the maker in you was you would figure out how to bend and manipulate the arrow to make it shoot curve. (laughs) Like, how can I adjust this, the back end feather? How can I reshape this? So if somebody's hiding behind a couch, you could bend it and manipulate it and then shoot, make it curve around. It was like a smart nerf arrow. (laughs) It was a, it was a ton of fun. You guys ever have nerf guns or any of that Mm -hmm. stuff? Oh yeah. What was the one with the football? Was that nerf? Yeah. 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 They had the Nerf ball and then they had the turbo that had like the spirals in it. And you could throw it further. Oh, then they yeah. had the Whistler and it had this hard piece of plastic that fuck your fingers up every time you catch it. <laughs> that when yeah. you throw it, it would whistle. But if you caught it wrong, it would knock the shit out of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then they did the one that was really small and it had like the arrow back. And that one you could throw like as a kid, you could mm. throw like 50 yards. Oh, yeah. Um, I also had super soakers. I think I was yeah. more into oh, those. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I had one with like a backpack, I think that you could fill up with water. No, that was a weed sprayer when your parents put you in the <laughs> uh, I had the OG yellow and white screw on bottle mm. super soaker and you oh, did yeah. everything. That was probably the origin of modify everything. Like mm-hmm. how can I get this thing to either hold more water or shoot further? What O-ring can I change? How can I get more compression? How can I pump this up faster? Okay, well, since we're going to talk about guns, did, I grew up in a small town in the country. I mean, we had BB guns and pellet guns. You guys have that? Oh, yeah. Nah. You didn't have that? 
Not New nope. York. I did have Can't have anything a like little, a gun. I had like a red rider, but it was okay. not and it's I it just put it away. I thought it was sitting over there. Um, I must have just put it in storage where you would pump it and could mm-hmm. squeeze the trigger, but it didn't shoot a BB. It just made the noise. Oh, that's <laughs> dumb. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I that's had a the New York version <laughs> that I liked it because it was only one pump. I had friends with like, you know, Benjamins and Crossman air rifles. I just had a red rider, but I had modified it. I put a, uh, I, I, a monopod, I guess it'd be, it was the kickstand off my bicycle. Oh, nice. And I reconfigured the clamp to go around the barrel got rid of the front sight and I would sit, we had a two story house and my neighbors had a basketball court in the backyard. And so I would sit in the second floor window and I'd shoot the BB gun and they were so slow. You could see how the wind was affecting the BB. Oh, so yeah. you would aim for the backboard so that you could get what the you know change in, in wind shear was going to be. Mm. And then once you had that dialed in, you'd start picking off the neighbor kids. But <laughs> when they would hear that first BB hit the backboard, they would scatter like they all knew what that meant. <laughs> it wasn't awesome. long before you know, that Pavlovian experiment. They um, I think I, I eventually got in trouble because one of them like told their moms I was shooting them or something. But yeah. No, yeah, my buddy had one because I had the the Red Rider also or whatever. You, know, you just pump it one time and that's what you get. But he had the one that you just you could keep pumping it. And it was like the foregrip on the shotgun you pumped and you could just pump the shit out of it. <laughs> I don't remember him there was like a sorry hit the desk here there was like a squirrel on like a fence post and he was like i'm gonna go get the squirrel and i'm like no way no way you're gonna sneak up on the squirrel with the with this bb gun and get it <laughs> and he gets this thing like he, he was walking over there like uh who's that uh who's that character from uh Looney Tunes? yeah elmer fudd <laughs> where he's like tiptoeing across the grass and he gets this thing like i swear inches from the squirrel like it never moved and he just shot it and it just was like fell over <laughs> never moved just died i'm like holy shit you just I, murdered that embarrassment <laughs> i uh i hate squirrels and yeah. so we used to have an apple tree in the backyard and the squirrels would eat the apples faster mm. than they would i had a peach tree too and we only ever had one peach on it fucking squirrels got into the peach before it was mature but so i bought a pellet gun a pellet mm. rifle that you could pump yeah. The first time I tried to take a squirrel out, it went through the fence and hit my neighbor's shed. She's got like a she shed. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I can't do this because I, I don't want to damage somebody else's property. So I went and got a pellet pistol. I'm like, it doesn't have the velocity. I shouldn't be able to you know, go through the fence or hurt her deal. So I got a pellet pistol and a laser sight, but yes. it didn't have anywhere to mount a laser. So my wife had bought me the stuff they used to sell at Radio Shack. And it was these plastic pellets that you would heat up in boiling water. And then you could mold them into different shapes. So I molded a rail out of this, you know, malleable plastic from Radio Shack, so I could mount a laser on this pellet pistol. And then, yeah, everybody can hear that. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I'm uh, hit. <laughs> no, well, we know it doesn't fire. And so I think I'm really badass. I got my pellet pistol, my laser scope, and I'm gonna take these squirrels out. So I did the same thing. The Elmer Fudd creep got the pellet pistol loaded, <laughs> and I take a shot. And it hits the squirrel, and the squirrel falls off the fence, and then looks at me like, "What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> you, know, you got to come out with more you than asshole. that." You asshole! Yeah. squirrels, yeah. <laughs> so then I bought a rifle again, and I'm like, "That's it. I'm just going to dead eye this thing, and we're going to take him out. I'm a country boy. We can do this." The problem is, the BBs or the pellets are so they're cast so irregularly that you can't sight the gun in at any distance. Mm. You know, Ten feet, fine, but across the yard the pellet is not going to be consistent <laughs> enough. 
I sat there until I gave myself tennis elbow, pumping up this <laughs> pellet rifle, trying to, and it wasn't a Benjamin or you know one of these couple hundred. It was a forty dollar, fifty dollar pellet rifle. Right. But I could never get the scope trued up enough to go hunting squirrels in the backyard. Were they like the plastic ones, or was it these a metal? Lead. Okay. Or some type of metal. I hmm. I think lead. Oh yeah, yeah, probably. So I just happened to look across the room, and actually, what I saw was this the star oh, wars your, thing yeah 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 and i what just got done to it is that like an old mp3 player or something or a remote no controller? it's just like cardboard <laughs> that i shaped like that oh, and then okay, these yeah. two things here are yeah. uh brass uh push pins oh nice. like for yeah. hanging posters nice and uh oh, that's yeah, pretty good man. this gun i used to have this and a leather jacket and i was the terminator no, oh, yeah, Dude, and I'd walk around with that shit, a red rider that doesn't shoot BBs. Yeah. <laughs> and look at it, even. I mean, it has the orange, orange tip, but it's like recessed in there. Like now, the orange tip would be oh, this yeah. long, you know, yep. on the outside. Yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I was pretty excited when I found that. I thought it was in my closet, and I was looking for it, and then I just happened to look over, and I saw those stripes, the silver and black stripes for that whatever that instrument is that they used to play. So I've got another one for y'all. Um, I, I think we kind of wrap up with video games. And mm. I remember when we got a Nintendo, but the question I want to ask you, I'll tell you the story about when we got our Nintendo while you're, y'all are thinking the answer to this. If we talk about this on our podcast all the time, if you could get one arcade game for the house, which arcade mm. game would you get? So think about that. And I'll tell you, I remember I got chicken pox and, <laughs> My dad came home and was like, hey, we got something, you know, a Nintendo for you since you got chicken pox. Only after did I know he took the money out of my like little savings jar for <laughs> to go buy the Nintendo. But for me and my age, Duck Hunt and Mario, that was we had an Atari at a, at a point. But Mario and Duck Hunt, that was like otherworldly. Like Duck oh, yeah. Hunt was unbelievable. And I remember later Super Nintendo and they had the bazooka and all that stuff. But. We played so much RBI baseball and Tecmo Super Bowl. Like that was a bonding thing for dad and I to play Tecmo Super Bowl. It was so much fun. I, I'll remember that my whole life. And if I could get an arcade game, I always liked the Ninja Turtle ones because mm. it was four players. Oh, those so you are great. Play with yeah. more than two people. Uh, but I always liked the first person shooter ones. And it was the Area 51 game that they had at the bowling alley. Mm -hmm. That's the one I would want. So I had that Area 51 game for the computer. Okay. Um, and it was essentially the same game, which was cool. But, you know, obviously not as cool as having, you know, being at the arcade and playing it with another person right there and everything. But for me, the arcade game, and this is going to sound super weird, is the Michael Jackson Moonwalker. <laughs> and we had that at our... Chuck E. Cheese and this was Chuck E. Cheese when they had like the animatronic oh, like, yeah. creepy you know old school mouse and, and whatever the other characters were um, but yeah there was a, a game called Moonwalker and I think you were going around trying to rescue children sure or you were. babies <laughs> like sure, of I'm course sure that's what he was doing and the you would so you could have four players, just like the Turtle games or or the mm -hmm. X-Men game or any of those, and each one had a different color suit. Like there was a white, a blue, a red. And once you charged up your superpower, you would 
it would play the music and you would moonwalk and everyone on screen. Actually, I think it played thriller. Everyone on screen danced to thriller. Nice. And then died. Okay. So, you know, you didn't die, but that, that and, and oh, like they all the bad guys that. with thriller dance. Right. You, everyone, oh, you would dance and they would start dancing. So like everybody would be doing the dance and, and then you and they your would character be like, Jermaine and Tito, pick up all those dead bodies and get them out of here. <laughs> I don't remember that part, but maybe. Uh, what about you, Corey? So, did you ever play uh, Streets of Rage? No. So I it remember was, that one. Okay, so it was like the Ninja Turtle one, you know, same. You could have at least two players. I don't know if it was four, but um, mm-hmm. you, you go going around beating up all these bad guys, but the cool thing about it was that, like, I don't think it ever ended. Like, it always went, like, I, me and my buddy played that game, like, start over yeah, here. like, all night long, like, till, like, four in the morning playing this fucking thing. We never beat it. And, uh, like, there was one point we were in, like, a stadium, like, a football stadium, but you keep going up the elevator every time to, like, a harder boss. That game was awesome. Hmm. I think I'm I remember, like, sorry, go ahead. I'm of the age where uh, GoldenEye came out uh, right when I was in college. Oh, well. So there were plenty of nights of a bunch of college guys sitting around, you know, with no girls and, <laughs> and beer and Oreo cookies playing GoldenEye. We, we'd go to state auctions and buy projectors and then set it up and we would proje- we'd move everything off of one wall and use the white wall as the screen and project and play GoldenEye. And it was hilarious because you always would cheat by looking at the other screen when oh, yeah. it's projected huge. It was even easier to see. Oh, yeah. And that went really well until there was a falling out about uh, a game of GoldenEye and a song I may or may not have made about one of our friends <laughs> that we played. And he got upset and pushed another guy against the wall and he went through the sheetrock. So that was one of our first maker learn how to do sheetrock projects. Nice. Because um, we had to repair the sheetrock wall. In <laughs> That's awesome. Mm. I do remember people getting pretty serious about you like staring at their screen because someone would you'd get you on that level facility you'd be up in the fence and you would wait until someone would come into the bathroom and you just look at their screen and be like oh here they come into the bathroom and just they pop their head up through and boom you got them yep yeah golden eye was shit but proximity the golden gun where it was one shot one shot wasn't even fair you'd get odd job in the golden gun and like they couldn't even see you running around. And then oh yeah, fucking slappers time. only. Odd job takes everybody out. You couldn't even yeah. see them. <laughs> <laughs> you know they uh, <laughs> they finally just re-released that game. They had released other games before that they called GoldenEye, but it was never the same game because some woman held the rights to it huh. and would not let anyone reproduce it. And I think finally she passed away. And it was like a free for all. And I don't know if her kid got it and then like sold the rights or what, Mm. but it was like Ian Fleming's one of his kids had the rights to it. Like one of his daughters and she was just kind of terrible about it. She had some problem with that game company yeah, and and just didn't, it was, was it, I I guess it was with Nintendo. She had a problem with Nintendo or something. Mm. That's interesting. Cause yeah, I mean, you would have thought they would have made more. They had a few games they made for other Pierce Brosnan movies, but then they just kind of stopped. Mm. Like, I don't remember a whole lot of James Bond games after that. Was it the, yeah. the, the world is not enough was one. 
And then uh, there was another one. They did one game that it was like scenes from a bunch of the older movies. Because I remember there was one where you're like leaving the you're, you're in Russia and you're like leaving there. What's the bad guys? It's not MI6. It's not CIA. It is. I don't know. The bad guys had a name. Boris. What's the Russian secret service that Putin has like, to kill everybody? Like the criminal? Oh, oh KGB. KGB. Yeah, You're okay. leaving the KGB headquarters with the uh, oh. in the boats and like the tunnels oh, yeah. or something. And there's, I remember that one. Hmm. You know what was the worst game? The the Tomb Raiders, like the Laura Croft, because they were so hard to play. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I know the games. Hmm. I, I didn't have a PlayStation One. We uh we went Nintendo, and then Sega Genesis, and then my sister had an N sixty four, and then there was no Super Nintendo. And then we never had a PlayStation 1. I had a PlayStation 2 when I went to college. Mm. So so I had Tomb Raider 1 on the computer. And there was like a patch for it that would take her shirt off. And if nice. you remember, she had those really <laughs> pointy boobs. <laughs> and, and it was just those, but flesh color. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. People are ridiculous. I remember like a demo of that game. Uh, and I could never beat it. Like that it was game so was fucking hard. hard. Yeah. I remember the bear in the cave used to just wreck me. Mm. And then it was like a platformer on top of that. So you'd have to like be trying to jump in 3d in this like horribly generated 3d world and land on like platforms. And that was a nightmare. Yeah. So Corey, did you play Pokemon? So, like the cards? I don't know any of it. No, not really. I, I remember when it came around at, at our schools and everybody would have the cards and like they had the flip book things. And I'm like sitting over here with my micro machines. Like what the fuck happened to the micro like, machines? You ever heard like, of pogs? <laughs> Come on guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, so the kid that sits next to me, I say the kid, he's 28, um, big into Pokemon. And then there's another guy who's in his mid thirties, huge into Pokemon. Mm. And I, I think I was just a little late for that, mm. but that seems to be another thing that kind of calls to creatives or oh, yeah. uh, people yeah. that are into collecting. I know, you know, if it was a wrench, Chris has already bought it, but um, I, I'm like that too. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm looking at all these Legos. I'm like, why do I have all this shit? <laughs> and I could have seen if I was 10 years younger, having, whatever you use to catch and store Pokemon, I would have had that. Oh, the, the Pokeballs. So Pokeballs. we used to, we would go to like, you know, I lived in upstate New York and like my grandfather and, and my grandmother and me would drive to like New York City all the time. And on the way back, we used to stop in this place in New Jersey that was this like Japanese market. And they had all the original Japanese toys, like before Pokemon was ever a thing here. So I remember it from there. And I had like some of the cards and then the toys to go with it. And then, you know, when it did finally come out here, I, I remember I had like the red or whatever game for yeah, red uh, and green game on Boy. Game Boy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a Game Boy. I remember Tetris and not much else being playable on Game Boy. Mm. But um, I remember... Pokemon was one of the, it was the, they had this deal, a cord you'd connect between two Game Boys and you could play each other oh, in some yeah. games, like baseball, football. But Pokemon was like, wait a minute, if you've got a cable, then you could transfer, can transfer data. Right. Yeah. And that's how they, uh, they leveraged that. to it probably saved the Game Boy a few more years of existence. Yeah, that's right. That's why Corey doesn't like Pokemon because he's colorblind. So I, I wish he could hear this right now. Hopefully he gets could his be. things on real soon. But, uh, well, he listens you know, to everybody, podcast, so. everybody would be talking about having Pokemon red and blue and 
Corey could never tell what colors they were. So he'd just be mad about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad true. you made it back. I really had to drag that joke out <laughs> to make sure that you would put your headphones back on. Yeah, that's probably what turned me off about it. Yeah, you're like, oh, they all look the same to me. I did. I did like the uh, <laughs> the uh, the Game Boy game of it, but as far as the cards, I didn't really play that. Mm. I play the shit out of Zelda. That was oh fun. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So e- even like the N sixty four Zelda, that was the shit. All right, we had the original NES Zelda, and my mom had a friend who mapped out every single slide. It's like every screen. He sat there, paused the game, and drew every single screen. Oh. Taped paper to paper to paper to paper, and we had you'd fold it out. It was eight feet big, well, and shit. he would go. And when you found something, you found a secret room, or mm-hmm. you needed a, a code or directions to get, and he would write them on the map. And so you would go, you know, l- screen by screen, and you would map out where everything was. It was crazy mm. the amount of effort he put into that. But That's I could crazy. appreciate it. And then oh, I remember really? my sister had the Ocarina of Time on. Oh yeah, 64. oh yeah, that was a good game. Yeah. I always liked that playing the song and the horse mm-hmm. would come or whatever. Yeah. Do you remember the uh, what were the the booklets you'd have to get, like, like Nintendo, the, Nintendo Power. Power? Yeah, yeah, but that, like there was like a game book. Yeah, you'd like have to get the game book official, because like yeah. if you couldn't figure the game, like I think it was because of Zelda, because it's so fucking hard to to pass yeah. all those those puzzles and shit that you'd have to get the game book. And, like you'd be like, I'm not gonna use it, and then you'd use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they'd have like one eight hundred numbers that people would call and get yep. people to talk them through the level. Yeah, that man, that was crazy. I forgot about that. And then the game genie. I was gonna say, did you have game genie, did you have the game shark, game shark. That's we had it. to put in the zeros and ones for everything, and it was just like I remember me and my brother sitting there for hours, like boop boop zero one zero one zero yeah. one 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 zero, and then you'd get it wrong and be like, fuck. <laughs> like, it's like a sixty-four bit encryption that was wrong. <laughs> so we had a, a game genie, and I remember playing. Battle Toads and like you needed Game oh, Genie man. if you were going to battle beat Battle Toads. Yeah, right. I, I remember really riding game. those two things down. Yeah, you never could. and, oh, and yeah, 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 you would just get like wrecked. You'd get smashed trying to do that. Yep. I, I remember I had that. So I I never had a Nintendo. I had a Super Nintendo sure. and then an N sixty four. Um, but yeah, I remember. Battletoads was was like one of my favorite games. And then like Super Mario, which was, you know, pr- a pretty big game at the time. Like that was the one where you got like Yoshi and all mm. that stuff like got added in. Yeah. And then what was the other one? Um, oh, Super Metroid. I really mm. like that. Oh, yeah. Because that, was, that yeah. was one where you were doing like, you know, upgrades and you had to get different suits and some were fireproof or some could like go underwater and whatever. So I had Metroid, and I remember whenever you find out that the main character is a woman, it was oh, yeah. like mm. mind blowing. I'm like, God, she's Same really badass, ass, but yeah. never, Same. yeah, never would have saw that. Why is she pooping out grenades? Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. You yeah. would go into the little ball shape, and yeah. you could drop little grenades all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool little wrinkle there. Yeah, I had Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, then, Mega um, Man. Obviously, I never had Mario Three. My fancy cousin did, but. That was like the game. I had Mario again, just like the Legos. I had Mario Two, which sucked, mm. and then he had Mario Three, which was awesome. How about Mario Kart? Oh yeah. yeah. So I'm right now strongly considering either getting an emulator for my TV and living room, or building an arcade, and for the sole reason of I want to play Mario Kart. Mm. That that was that was I the think, game. It's I still think good. the I was gonna say I think the original Mario Karts were better 
than the ones they have now. Because like I just played, I don't know, whatever the new Mario Kart is on the Switch, because my kids have it. I just played it, I think, for the first time this weekend with them. And uh, like it's all about like luck or chance. Like There's no real skill to it, because they give everybody the power-ups to like catch everybody up. But like on the old ones, like you had to be pretty freaking good at shooting a turtle. And <laughs> like, I remember, I just remember the, ones... the, the battleground, like where you had to pop everybody's balloons. Like you had to be pretty yeah. freaking good at that. Yeah. You remember the one thing that would like wreck everybody, like everybody would spin out on the screen when, when somebody would hit. Yeah, it. What was that? Like a stomp? I remember or... the blue tortoise shell, yeah. but yeah, it was something like that. It was like a stomp button or like something like that. But yeah, it, it would squish everybody. Yeah, that was the worst. Oh, and then the, the one person who had it could run them all over because yeah. <laughs> they were big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good game. When we go to Dave and Buster's, they have one where you sit in the cart and drive. And, oh, uh, that's like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the most recent one I had played was like the N64 one. But I remember mm. having it on Super Nintendo, too. So even N64, I think, was a pretty good game. Like it, it, it at least still took skill. But now I feel like it's just like mm. all random. I don't know. Speaking of guns again, so I had a rocket launcher for the Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Nice. I forget. It was like, man, I forget what they called that thing, but it. There was a airplane game where you like had to shoot. Yeah. What, didn't you like shoot airplanes or something? I remember one with the, like robots, like kind of like the Japanese like robots or whatever. And, you know, that thing literally like like was on your shoulder. Yeah, it was like, an it was RPG. like the something something six. Man, I can't remember the name of it, but that thing was cool. Did you guys, did you guys have that headset that was like a, a Batman game, but it was like kind of like a hologram thing where there was like a mirror that came down, but then it like the light shined on it. So it was like the first almost like AR or VR headset. It was like this band you put around your head and you could see like Batman up here through this like <laughs> piece of plexiglass no, or something. That. Oh, it was I, pretty I didn't wild. have that, but there was, do you remember the Nintendo one? It was the Virtual Boy. Mm. I, I remember it, but I, I never experienced it. I played mm. it in. I would play it in KB Toys, mm. like, and they had it set up. And man, every single kid was probably jamming their face into that thing, and oh, coughing yeah, yeah. and getting all sorts of germs on it. The but. Super Scope Six. Bazooka. That's it. Nice. Yeah, that thing was so cool. And they still sell for a pretty penny if you've got one. Yeah. The I only bet. problem is nobody has CRT TVs, so they don't work anymore. Mm. So we got speaking of like the VR stuff and Goldeneye at the same time was we got big into the VR stuff a few years ago. And the funny thing was that it was like right before COVID, like my, my brother kind of got us into doing this VR um, arcade thing. And um, then COVID shut that down real quick because who wants to <laughs> stick their face in a headset? <laughs> but um, there was like this game called Pavlov that is like the most realistic shooter game i've ever played like you can see the gun in your hand and do every function of every like a bolt action rifle you can do everything on it but they had all the like goldeneye maps just as they used to be but you're playing like vr in the maps it was the coolest thing ever it was like all the old guns and it would, they would work right i've only well. done the vr thing once i went to we actually went to a lake house and a guy brought his vr headset and i played um he's a Vietnamese gentleman who's a huge BTS fan and the only songs he had downloaded on it were BTS songs. Nice. Well, he didn't, he thought we'd be able to get on the internet. Well, we're at a lake house. There's no internet out there. Uh, so we could only play beat saber to mm. uh, different BTS songs. Nice. 
I uh, still had a blast. Beat Saber's but, fun, and yeah, surprisingly, will wear you out. <laughs> you get first, so sore from that game. The first print on my Bamboo X1 was uh, he needed a replacement part for his VR headset, <laughs> and that was the first thing I printed on my printer. Nice. That's fine. It's pretty wild though to see like you know what we grew up with, yeah, into what they have now, and you know it, it's going to be crazy to see what else comes around, but. Well, I was just noticing the other day, like, toys now have knees that bend and whatever. And, like, my action figures never had, like, bendable knees. Like, they had the hips and the arms. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's all they had. And and I guess the heads would turn. Do you have the G.I. Joes of the Kung Fu grip? I didn't have a lot of G.I. Joes, so <laughs> no. Because that was badass when the fingers could actually wrap around the gun. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I was more like Star Wars and... Uh, Ninja Turtles. I had like all the original Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I had the Technodrome. And then mm-hmm. I had a blimp that like you filled up with air like it was actually a soft blimp. Nice. And uh, what else was there? There was one with like a corkscrew, like a little drilling attachment on the front. I don't remember. For, uh, For Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had, like all the vehicles. Had, oh, and I had one that launched uh, pizzas. Yeah, like it was a, like, like a van. pizza launcher. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, Damn, man, they used to make stuff. such a, such cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, now there is one other action figure thing that I think is really related to making, and that was the Terminator like factory, where you would get this little exoskeleton and you put it in this thing, and you got this container of goop, and you'd like push down mm. on it, and it would fill up this like container or, or the the like around the exoskeleton and it would make us a, a terminator so it's like the original epoxy pour yeah <laughs> <laughs> i remember seeing videos for it but i don't think i ever got to play with one yeah yeah i had one of those that was pretty cool nice i used to modify action figures like i remember there was this magazine uh, i think it was toy biz magazine and they would have like a user submitted thing where somebody would take a toy that they had modified. And like, I remember one of them, I made like the red skull. I forget oh, what nice. I even made it from, but I, I would use like a sculpty uh, clay and whatever. Yeah. And uh, you know, do stuff with that. Or you could like heat them up and like heat, soak them in hot water and then pop their arms off and put yeah. other arms and stuff on. Yeah, that was, that was all really cool. Whew, man, we are, an hour and 26 into this already and we haven't even read the patrons <laughs> so uh let me take a break real quick and do that and you didn't have guys, a good segue like you know who else likes gi joes and barbies yeah you know who else these likes people popping their arms <laughs> off and uh i can't even find the tab for it Hang on. all right so uh if you would like to help support the podcast you can do so by uh supporting us on patreon uh you can find that at patreon.com slash makeshift podcast we got a couple different levels. The top one will get you into an Instagram group and uh, like a chat group on there. And it's only five bucks a month. And that does really help us out. Uh, we read everybody's name off every week. So we've got Keith Drennan of Blackthorn Concepts, Ed Johns from ButtJoints.com, JJ's Repair, Green Street Joinery, Michael Nye, Brenda, Chad's Custom Creations, Mike from Pixels to Prototype, Toby Merle of UK Knife Maker Supply, Henry Davis of HG1 Metalworks, Woodland Iron, David Beckwith, 
Jake Largan of Metal Chef Customs, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, Adam Coonrat, David Wood, The Grant Alexander, Austin Saunders, Brad at Brad's Customs, Jeff Stein, a weird guy, Ryan of Gnome Hammer Forge, Scott Orm at Dad It Yourself DIY, BaxArmory.com, and The Waffle Beaver. And we also got to thank uh, Pwn CNC. They make all sorts of accessories for your CNC router. Uh, they've got different clamps and just everything for work holding that'll make stuff a lot easier uh their spindle kits are kind of their new big thing where it'll be uh, pre-wired and pre-programmed for say a shapoko or onefinity whatever you've got mm -hmm. um like i said they got all sorts of stuff so if you have a cnc router you definitely want to check them out and that is pwncnc.com yeah thank you for your support guys yep that, what uh, do you think uh Huh? No, I was, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that group chat was a. Uh, that's probably the best thing we've done as this podcast because that is like I feel like we're. I mean, it could be the worst thing because it's a huge distraction, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've we've talked to so many people in there. Like mm -hmm. like today, we had a big discussion about, uh, and we could just mention this briefly and then talk about it. I think next week, mm -hmm. um, but we had a discussion about like your percentage of your potential you feel like you're achieving mm. uh like either in your normal work life or like as your your side hustle or whatever and what like a good balance for that is like how much is too much or you know what what do you need to change in your life to like get to where you want to be and uh it was pretty awesome to see everybody's opinions in there because i think there's there a lot of people that chimed in on that one yeah yeah that was hard to keep up with because <laughs> That was filling up fast. Like I thought it was going to get railroaded by yeah. by memes immediately, like everything else in that <laughs> in that group chat. But yeah, no, that was a good one. Yeah. So I think next week we'll talk about that some more. And if anybody else has some uh, input on that subject, just message us directly, and we'll uh, we'll share your thoughts on it next mm -hmm. week. Yeah, and if anybody has any uh, like toys or just like something nostalgic that uh, we didn't mention. Toys R Us style toys, not yeah, yeah, not not any of that love. weird weird yeah. shit. Yeah. If you have anything that's a collectible, it's probably high dollar. Just go ahead and send that into us too, and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll post mention a it. Of it. <laughs> Chris will pour it in some cement. Yeah, we'll give you a shout out. <laughs> uh, all right, well, what do you think? You guys got anything else? Nope, this was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us, Dean. Uh, so, where can everybody find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Dean underscore Deplanis. Nowhere near as prolific a poster as these two guys. Uh, but I will go in stories every now and then and kind of share what's going on with my day. Um, kind of uh, more of a general hobbyist than uh, anything specific. Um, and if you enjoyed this week or either of the last two episodes, uh, you can check us out on the Making Our Way podcast. That's with Austin and Christy. Uh, we do not let Christy talk about taxes on our podcast. And we do not let Austin talk about social media strategy. So um, if, if you're looking for them too, but on different topics, uh, come check in, check us out at the making our way podcast. Mm -hmm. You want to squeeze in your joke about how we really made our way through the host of that podcast. I, I think I started it at the beginning. Boosted it. Yeah. No, I think I actually used oh, that with, with Austin. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was going to no, say did it last week with Christy. Oh, that's right. But I was going to say, do we get like a trophy now that we, you know, I think you should yeah. made it we'll talk all to the way through. Awesome <laughs> about something. Mm. Yeah, there you go. All right. 
Well, again, Dean, thanks for joining us. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you all next week. All right. See you. Hasta mañana. Mm-hmm.